Hey, 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 multi-passionate mompreneurs of faith. You guys know I do a series, an ongoing series, where I interview women of faith in the marketplace on the spot. (laughs) So I love networking with people, and sometimes I'll find people online, and I'm just like, hey, let's meet, let's chat. Do you mind if we record it and put it on the podcast? (laughs) And those people that, you know, I reach out to, they're so brave. Those women are so brave and I'm so grateful that they're willing to um, pop on the podcast and do so like raw and just unedited and all that beautiful stuff. Welcome to Soulfully Aligned You, Mindset and Strategy for Multi-Passionate Mompreneur Coaches and Creatives. This is the podcast where we talk about and teach confident mindsets, overcoming limiting beliefs at the subconscious level, and online brand strategies to help you build out your signature services, get more visible with your target audience, and boldly launch out in the online world with your God-given gifts. I believe God cares more about your soul than your success. So get in alignment with his will and what he thinks of you so you can activate the success he already has planned for you. Hey ladies, multi-passionate mompreneurs of faith, um, women leaders of faith. I just want to say thank you all for watching listening (laughs) to the podcast. We are um, very close to 500 downloads and I'm so excited about that. Um, This episode we will be speaking with Zoe D Speaks. She is amazing. She is a prophetic speaker, a teacher, an author, and a Christian book publisher. She's going to be sharing with us her her deliverance story. She calls it a fire experience, I believe. I had never heard that before. So stay tuned and I believe you will definitely enjoy this episode. Her heart for God is just so electrifying. You can feel it through the audio. And as far as what's going on for Socially Aligned Hue, we have kind of switched some things up. We were um, offering the visibility course and we were going to coach around that live for another session, but I decided not to do that. And... Now, um, you guys can definitely take advantage of the visibility course if you'd like to. The link is in the show notes, but I am going forward with something God has put on my heart a long time ago that I kind of neglected, and it is the Mindset Mastery Training Vault. In the Mindset Mastery Training Vault, we have access to so many trainings. There have been trainings that I have been creating since 2017, and you will get access to all of those. Let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect inside of the training vault. In the training vault, there are trainings around visibility mindset, money mindset, sales mindset. And um, another thing we really enjoy is helping women just overcome limiting beliefs at the cellular level. So when you join this membership, this training vault, we meet once a month. We meet once a month. Usually it is the first week of the month on a Wednesday night. We'll be meeting and I definitely want to spend some time with you all and helping you shift those limiting beliefs, get into the core of those, um, any mini traumas that have happened within your life. And we just do a really good job of spending time there, praying, 
and um, tackling those things and utilizing the emotional freedom technique, uh, one of the energy psychology protocols that I've been trained in to help us really begin to shift those limiting beliefs. So it is a once a month EFT tapping call that goes along with all the monthly lessons and worksheets and workbooks and all that beautiful stuff that you have access to. So just want to share that with you. I will have a link there to the training vault that you can sign up for as well. If that's something you're wanting to join me with, we will start in June. The very first week of June will be our first call. So when you join us, you get access to all the training material up front and you'll have some stuff you can review and go over until we meet the first week of June. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Soulfully Aligned You. If something we shared encouraged you, shifted your mindset, or caused you to take action, it would be so nice if you left us a review. Your review helps this podcast to show up for more multi-passionate mompreneurs of faith just like you. Thank you so much for saying yes to... um the podcast and yes to having a meet and greet I will say this that um I've been following you for quite some time on Instagram (laughs) what's your Instagram name again the way he speaks yes I will say it's been over a year and I don't know how I found you but I do believe you just posted something that was just like blunt (laughs) it was probably just like to the point and like probably rock some people's world I was like whoa did she did she say that <laughs> yeah that's I, that was me <laughs> nine times out of ten <laughs> I think that is that is the energy that you give off like yeah. you're very matter matter of a fact you know yeah. what you're talking about yeah addicted by your beliefs and you're not afraid yeah. to it. and I've never met you but just from your Instagram profile yeah. that is very appealing to me because okay. I I really do believe that we should be convicted by our faith and stand yes. by yes. you know what we believe and not have yes. any fear and exactly. that's what that's what I pick up from you fearless and that has been encouraging to me I just have Thank to say you. even though you know I'm just a little fly on a wall watching your page yeah. and everything it's definitely encouraging to me. So I just wanted to open up with that. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it, it's taken a minute to get there. Um, but I, I know that I have a mandate to speak the truth. And um, it's, you know, my, my testimony is like really heavy. I was like one of the, one of God's children where he was just like, you're just not going to listen, huh? And it was like my pulling out of hell was literally like a yanking, out of hell so it's like you know when I deliver it's you know it's it's that serious because I I feel like I've been called to minister to those type of hard-hitting ones like I was Mm. (laughs) so you know it's kind of like I can't sugarcoat it like it's like no this is this is what it is I'm sorry I'm gonna love you I'm gonna hug you but you know this is this is the word, you know, so I appreciate yeah. it. It's very encouraging, <laughs> very encouraging because it's, it's not easy in the flesh, mm-hmm. but it's, um, it's a responsibility and I, and I take that, you know, 
Yes. I love that you shared that. So many things went through my mind. Like for those of us that have businesses, platforms, nonprofits, whatever it is, it's almost like you can, you can watch a person's platform and you can kind of see how they communicate and the type of content they come out with. And, you know, you can be in awe of it. You can say, wow, I love how they do that. I love how they do that. But there's a reason behind how they show up. Right. And you said, Hey, y'all don't know. I'm the hard headed (laughs) one. (laughs) So I know I need to hear it kind of rough. So that's how you, that's why you communicate the way you do. So I love that. I love that so much. That just speaks to how we all have our own unique way of communicating, um, how we steward our platforms, all of that. So that's powerful That, that hopefully someone heard that and they heard based on your personality, yeah. based on how you've been designed, it's okay to communicate that way. Yes, absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, so let if you can, um, let's open up by you just telling us a little bit about who you are and your platform, because I know people hear us, they'll, they will hear right. us talking about this. I'm like, what are they right. talking about? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. so um, my platform, uh, well, my speaker's platform, because I have a couple, but the the one that we're connected on is Zoe D Speaks. And so I'm Zoe D Speaks on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, like all pretty much all over social media is is Zoe D Speaks. Um, And basically this platform is my motivational, um, what some would, well, I can't even say that. Some would say motivational speaker. I say prophetic teacher. Um, I basically, this is my platform where I share my um, things that, that the Lord has basically poured into me to deliver, as well as my books. I'm an author of over 11 titles, working on another one, but all of them are based on um, my highest um moment of deliverance which was sexual immorality so I have books that basically give my testimony of how the Lord delivered me from bisexuality from fornication um uh even with my marriages I was married divorced you know he basically delivered and you know just taught me how to be a wife taught me how to be um taught me what marriage was really you know just poured into me and so that's what Zoe D speaks is about my main passion is for youth but, you know, I have all ages that follow me and, you know, that read my books and, you know, that tune into uh, my lives or you know, whenever I speak. So that's that's my main platform uh, for for me personally, Zoe Speaks. I have a business platform, which is my publishing platform. That's totally different. And I try to keep them separate because, you know, <laughs> Zoe Speaks is you're probably going to. You know, you might not want to do the same business with Zoe Life CCP and Zoe D Speaks. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so, yes. <laughs> okay. So, that's awesome. I don't think I knew about the publishing side. Yeah. So, tell me a little bit more about the publishing side because I know you've published 11 of your own books. Yes. And then yes. tell me what you, what kind of services you offer for that. Yes. So, with our company, um, I, about, six, seven years ago, I can't quite remember exactly what year, but I, by mistake, published a praying book for wives. Didn't know what I was doing. It just happened by mistake for me, I thought. Um, And so from there, I kind of started playing around with other, you know, publishing 
and um, I published my first book, Let's Talk About Sex, and just kind of lifted my hands off of it. And then, well, the Lord called me out of a classroom because I was a, a high school teacher. And so okay. he called me out of the classroom and he basically had this woman who knew me, like didn't know me from day. Um, I had like a five minute conversation with her and she was like, you have a publishing company. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. I just help people publish books and I publish mine. She's like, no, you have a publishing company. And so she was like, stop playing. And that seed just turned into us launching Zoe Life coaching, consulting, and publishing from 2018, from September 2018 until now. And so the unique thing about Zoe Life coaching um, and consulting and publishing, because I'm I'm a life coach as well. So what we do is we publish, we basically, what people call us is their midwife. They call us their literary or their visionary midwife, because we just basically take their vision or their book and we say, okay, we're going to get this done. But the twist on it is it is solely all the Lord. Like we don't publish um, anything that has profanity in it, anything that has like, you know, it's fictional drama in the sense that it's, you know, like detrimental to our, our culture in that, in that sense. Um, basically most of our books are life-giving testimonies of how you know the Lord has delivered people out of their own situations Um, we recently published a planner which was totally different but the planner gives so much life it's called the productive peace planner and it's it has coloring pages and motivational quotes and it's just it's a whole vibe in itself so we go beyond publishing books (laughs) but most of our projects are just basically to give life and that's that's what Zoe means Zoe means um, or Zoe means life, um, and it's based off of John 10, 10. And so our company, you know, whether I speak as Zoe D speaks or whether we publish is just basically to just give life, um, from whatever our hands are set on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I love it so much. Um, part of my business, we just do a once a year anthology project. So yeah. that is something that, we do like I can't get in I can't get deep into it like you do because I also have I train and certify mindset coaches and then I get into the business and mindset coaching for Christian moms in business whether they're coaching consulting creatives that type of stuff but the publishing side of it we've I've only been led to do one project a year and that's it (laughs) because it oh my gosh it it becomes a lot it does so your company will help someone one person that has a story that wants to publish it and like hit the ground running you will help them like whether whether the book is already written if they're they're starting from scratch and need to help with like formulating the story and all of that beautiful stuff because yeah after I do my once a year anthology project (laughs) (laughs) oftentimes women are like oh can you help me with the next level of the book or oh I want to write my own and I'm like oh we we don't do that uh-uh. <laughs> now, now I can help you promote yeah. it I can help yeah. you market it like yeah. I like the front end side of yeah. Or the, yeah, the front end the, side of yeah. things but the back end mm. 
So I know yes. who to refer them to now. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. We, so, um, I, oh, keep going. Yeah, I was just going to say we we look to um, collaborate with, with other people. We actually, we have videographers, we do book trailers, we have uh, graphic designers that do author logos. So we just basically create a an entire package from start to finish, like um, promotional material, you know, backpacks and stuff like that, you know, pens, bookmarks, like we just do like the whole shebang. Like my vision is to make sure that authors have what they need basically from start to finish you know even after the book is already out you know that's when you really start working <laughs> so um yeah that's that's our company that's that's what we look to do we look to just birth birth the vision that's yes. awesome that's awesome so can you tell me with out of your 11 books which one is like your absolute favorite yes <laughs> Um, what we have is, is actually the fifth book in the Occult Security series, and it's called 40 Days to Freedom. And it's a 40-day devotional journey, um, which the back history of that is kind of funny because I was in disobedience when I tried to write the book the first time. Instead of doing the 40 days, I did 21 days. And I was like, okay, Lord, you know, here we go. <laughs> I ended up coming back um, in 2017, 18, one of those years, I think it was 2018, and I released the actual 40 Days. And so the unique thing about 40 Days to Freedom is it doesn't necessarily focus on my testimony or my teaching. It focuses on taking a woman that uh, mirrors the woman that I used to be and taking her from where I was to where I am now in the relationship with the Lord that I have now. It takes her from being broken, maybe addicted um, to sex. I, I went through a lot of phases, you know, um, trying to find the love of the father. And so 40 Days to Freedom kind of helps women to become free from all of that the relationship baggage, the sexual baggage, the father issues. Um, I've, I've lost my dad at five. So I dealt with a lot of daddy daughter issues that I didn't know I took out on, you know, the my heavenly father. And so it takes yes. women from all of that baggage and it brings them to the heart of their father, mm. you know, to let them know like, he has you he loves you you know and he has the very best for you and once you realize that then it goes into preparing you to be the woman that he wants you to be and so I love 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 40 days to freedom because for one even though like it has um it has devotional days where each day is a part of my testimony so I give still a little bit of my testimony but it has affirmations for each day it has action steps um that holds you accountable for your breakthrough um it also has prayers you know for you to pray in in each particular area for that day and so it's just filled with um what i what i believe i would have wanted you know if i knew better mm. you know if i was looking for a particular breakthrough is is what I believe that I would have wanted and would have actually helped set me free. So that's that's my favorite. <laughs> wow. Yes. It's it's I love it. I think that um just like you said, like that transformation 
yeah. around like this is where I used to be and these are the steps that I went through and yeah. being biblical and bringing you closer to the father yeah. my book um just so happened to have it here I was talking about it the other day it is mindset to manifest 10 day challenge oh, yeah. and the way and it says for the multi-passionate mompreneur of faith who wants to activate her soulful soulful business wow it's my little bit of my story was that I was sleeping and I used to keep, I always have a bunch of journals by the bed. But this was a season where like I kept the journal, the pen, everything. Cause I knew God would wake me up in the middle of the night yeah. and give me some type of dream story message, something to write yeah. down. Yes. And in the middle of the night, because I had been asking, I was like, okay, God, I, I have this business now. I'm at a place where I'm confident with my business. I'm confident with my services, what yeah. I'm doing. What was the process? What did I have to shift? What, what did we do? What, what, what did this look like yeah. to get here? Yeah. And because I am a mindset and business coach, um, that mindset piece is like really, really big for me. And I was in the middle of the night, I had my little notebook. And when I woke up in the morning, my notes kind of go like this. <laughs> <laughs> They're like way all over the page, like not a straight line, yeah. you know, and he gave me 10 different mindset shifts that I had to make in order to really get to a place of walking in confidence and offering and like serving in my passion and purpose right? Wow. that's connected to him and alignment with him and all that beautiful right. stuff. So I resonated with you when you talked about that, like I call yeah. it a point A to point B transformation. Yes. Yes. And it's beautiful how you took that, that spiritual journey. Yeah. You tried to cut it short, but it called I you did. out, girl. <laughs> I did. I was hard-headed. <laughs> I heard you on that one. So it was expand, like you had to expand it to that 40 yes. days. And that's yes. just so beautiful. Yes. So I just want to encourage our listeners to... Um, where can they find your, like the title of the book and where they can find it? If you can share that really quickly. Yeah. So we have, um, my business is a collaboration. So we have one website, which is witnesslegend.com, um, W-I-T-N-E-S-S-L-E-G-E-N-D, witnesslegend.com. And then you can um, backslash, I said backslash four slash one of the slashes. Yes. <laughs> um, Zoe I think D. it's a backslash. <laughs> I think it's a backslash. Um, you can backslash Zoe D speaks Z O E D E E S P E A K S. So oh, on gosh. there, um, a mini biography is on there, and my book trailer, all of my books are on there, and then um, just how to reach me concerning like booking engagements and stuff like that. But we, um because of our vision to for, of collaboration, my husband is on there. The people that we network are on there, like our books, our clothing, everything is just on that one website. So uh, witnesslegend.com slash Zoe D. Zoe Speaks. D speaks. Yes. And yes. Make, you'll be able to send me that link too. I'll make sure I add it to our show notes and everything. Yes. So yes. yes. Now talk to me more about this, the prophetic speaking side like what does how does that operate what does that look like what does that mean so the prophetic teaching is basically um as I study the Lord gives me revelation that is generally out of our minds obviously because it's his thoughts and his mind and so 
Um, I mainly teach from the realm of purity. So um, like one of the revelations he's given me is on sex. What and as he terms it divine intimacy, what that actually is, and the importance of making sure that we reserve sex for marriage, you know, and biblical, biblical marriage, I have to say that biblical marriage. And so what that looks like a lot of times is one, me in fear, <laughs> because I already know, you know, when I speak, it's going to, you know, have an authoritative type of boldness on it, where it's kind of like, this is it and I'm not going to argue with you on it you know and so a lot of times um, I teach on things that are directly from his word but in a completely broken down um, sense that really gets to the to the to the grid of it like um, I'm about to release um, a, a call to purity intensive course that's going to be a private course for those but it's based on five principles of purity from second timothy 4 12 and so i've studied these four these five principles for the last three years and basically what he's given me is everything that i speak on is based around first timothy 4 12 you know purity in your speech purity in your love while purity in your lifestyle purity in your faith and purity in in sexual purity and so a lot of times what i speak on is going to be centered around those five topics um, wow. sometimes it's even sometimes it's out of the way you know but if you you know you pay attention to like you know what i what i really um share even if it's funny, you know, it's probably because I'm goofy, <laughs> but, you I know, most it. of the time it's, it's going to be around marriage and family or our lifestyle or our faith walk or, you know, it's going to, it's really the foundation is First Timothy 412. So that's, yes. that's basically the realm of it. There's one thing I wanted to ask you out <laughs> there. I think that a lot of women deal with the daddy issues in some type of way whether yeah. your father you know passed away whether there was a divorce whether there yeah. was a father in the home and that there just wasn't that affection and you know yeah. that type of stuff he wasn't involved um what yeah. is one of the lessons that you learned like one that stands out to you the most that um helped you heal helped you be able to shift your perspective brought you closer to Jesus those type of things. I'm curious if you, if, if one thing comes to mind. Yeah. Um, basically the word that he spoke to me was that he was not an absentee father. Mm. And what that meant for me was that he took responsibility for not just clothing me, not just taking care of me, not just making sure that, you know, I, I would never go without, but he took responsibility for my heart. And I had a hard time trusting the father with my heart because I had so many failed relationships. And then when my marriage came along and I, you know, I, I, I would like to say that I trusted him for that marriage, um, but it failed and I had to try to retrust him, you know? And so the one thing that has grown with me over the years is learning that he, learning what a father is for one and learning that he is absolutely the best father that we could ever have. And because I never saw a father figure, 
I didn't know necessarily what that meant. And even the father figure that I had in my home um, was sexually interested in me. And so that took a turn on me kind of performing with men, you know, and with females for the affection. And being in a relationship with Father Father God is like, I don't have to perform. I don't mm-hmm. have to do anything for your love. I, you love me. You know, you just love me because you're my dad. And that's it. You know, yes. so that's just like the end of it. So for me, it's just, it was the greatest aspect was just learning who he was or who he is as a father and saying, I can trust you. Mm-hmm. You really love me. Like I can trust you. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> that was huge. This idea yes. of not having to perform. How many yes. areas of our lives do we feel like we have to put on a show and yeah. perform for people and please yeah. other people yeah. and say things that are going to be appealing or act certain yeah. ways that are going to be appealing. So yeah. Yes, the fact that God says, you don't have to perform for me. Like, I think I said this on the, I was being interviewed, I think just yesterday. And I was like, when you're angry, when you're upset, when you're already thinking the cuss word, God already knows it. You have to go to him raw and vulnerable and be able to share your heart and know that it's safe to do so. Yeah. that's the thing sometimes we don't even feel safe even in our relationship with God so it's like he can't even really reach us or take care of our heart if we're not willing to open it up and just like put it out on the table yeah I had I had to learn the trust that I could trust him with my heart and that was and once once I did that it was like you know even the worst of the situations and I, I remember one time in particular after or going through um, my last divorce, I remember being in service and I was, it was doing the praise and worship aspect of the service. And I was just crying. I just, I couldn't hold it. I was just crying. And I was just, you know, just pleading like, Lord, why, you know, why you said, you know, you were going to restore us. You said this, you said that. And I remember, I never will forget. He said to me, this hurts me too. He said, this was not my perfect will for you. He said, but it will work out for my glory. Wow. And I mean, what, what, what can you do with that? <laughs> you know mm. what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's like to hear him, to hear him speak to me, like, you know, baby girl, this is, this was not my best for you, you know, but it also mm-hmm. showed me the power of our own will. Cause I wasn't perfect. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't perfect and I made decisions um, that I didn't always align with him or trust him with. But even with that, you know, he was just like, it's going to work out. It's mm-hmm. still going to work out. Like I got you. So learning to trust him with my heart, I was just like, okay, you know, it doesn't matter what comes in my life. And I was like, my daddy got me it's good you know that is so I mean it's just when you said that I could think of like a million areas in my heart that that could just like minister to right now (laughs) that idea of you know it wasn't meant to go this way this may not have been my perfect will but it's going to work out for my glory anyways that's that trusting process and we do I think that I've heard people say this, you know, God is such a gentleman. He's not going to force you, you mm-hmm. know, into his will and his way. So we make choices and mm-hmm. we make decisions that 
are contrary to yeah. the perfect thing that he has for us, you know? Yeah. And even when we do that, he can still make something beautiful yeah. out of it. And we can still bring glory yeah. to his name, you know, yeah. as long as we, I, I say, as long as we get close to him and we start yes. having that relationship with yes. him. And like you said, the trusting yeah. piece is so huge. Yeah. So I'm going to bring up a particular okay. post that okay. you had posted about. <laughs> okay. And I think that it was because I'm, okay, let me just say, I am a mindset and business coach. However, I have done additional training in the area of energy psychology work and okay. Part of that energy psychology work we do, which I should, should say is rooted in biblical principles. <laughs> and we have the, my, how can I say my mentor, she does a very great job of exposing new age principles and new age lies and all that other stuff. Right, so, right. We'll preface all of that, but spiritual warfare is huge. It's a, it's a huge aspect. Like they've, they've taught us a lot about it and I saw one of your posts that actually spoke to spiritual warfare and yes. you were just calling out a particular <laughs> demon. You were calling it for what yeah. it was. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay, she knows she's aware. <laughs> and I'm so glad she's talking about it out yes. loud. So this yes. that, that idea of spiritual warfare yeah. and the role it plays within your speaking and your business yes. and how you minister to people. Can you share a little bit more with Absolutely. us on that? Absolutely. I believe if I'm not mistaken, that was the post where I referenced um, being with a man one night and his demon actually spoke to me and told me to stop trying to save him that he couldn't be saved. And I believe, because like I said, I've probably posted, I don't know how much about it, but I do remember um, that one particular post, but uh, spiritual warfare to me is extremely real. Uh, after I had what I call my fire experience, when literally the fire God just came on me and father God just corrected me in so many areas of my life. And from that point, I started experiencing more of the supernatural realm and sp specifically in the realm of sexual demons. Mm -hmm. um, I would have demons actually tormenting or trying to torment and rape me through the night wow. after I had my experience because my ministry is sexual purity, you know. And so these demons, you know, would, would actually come, you know, and they would come in different forms, sometimes women, you know, sometimes guys, um, and, and it was just, it was so foreign to me, but I knew, you know, exactly why. And so I, I would say that I, I haven't dealt with it on a physical level. I don't think that the Lord is going to give me in the physical realm, but at night in the supernatural realm during, you know, <clears throat> when my body is asleep, my spirit is very much alive and I've experienced a lot of supernatural battles um, mm -hmm. when I sleep yeah. versus, you know, actually facing demons. Now, one of the things that I have been gifted with, I can sense um, the presence of demonic energies. And mm -hmm. so I remember uh, a few times I've literally felt 
presences on my bed. Like you, mm-hmm. you ever been sitting on the bed and you can, and somebody comes and sit beside you and you yes. can feel the, the bed actually go down. Mm-hmm. I felt that like yes. in the bed by myself. And so I've, you know, and a lot of times I just have to, you know, I get into warfare then. And so mm-hmm. my, my biggest spiritual warfare, warfare has definitely been against my own <laughs> my own mandate which is sexual purity so yes. I don't I don't play when it comes to sugarcoating sexual purity I feel like the church really does us no justice in that because mm. you know if the bible says that sex is one woman and one man <clears throat> or marriage is one sex and marriage is one woman one man then I'm not going to argue with the word, you know, mm-hmm. if, the, <clears throat> if the word says that, you know, bisexuality or homosexuality is not pleasing, I'm going to just speak that word. And another thing I don't do, I don't flirt. I used to because mm-hmm. I felt like I was too weak to fight. But since my purging experience, I don't flirt with ideas of bisexuality and homosexuality. I give it no room. Like I mm-hmm. love people. You know, I love, when I say I love people, I love people. But when I address or have to address the aspect of um, the demonic side of sexuality, I know for a fact that bisexuality is a spirit because it had me. It had me for several years. And during my fire experience, I literally purged. And for those listeners that don't, probably don't know what purging is um it's almost as if something is literally being ejected from your physical body you know mm-hmm. and it was it's not food or anything it was literally like a clear liquid that just came out of me it's kind of, it was kind of like throwing up but um it was during my fire experience and the holy spirit <clears throat> said these words to me i'll never forget this experience he said mm-hmm. you will not take that filth into your marriage mm-hmm. because for me, I was so lost in perversion. I was like, well, you know, when me and my husband get married, you know, we just gonna have a girlfriend, you know, because I've mm. been fighting this since I was 13, 14 years old. You know, I'm yeah. well over 30s now. I'm, this must be the way that I am. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, it, it just was something. It's like I couldn't shake. And ever since that experience, I have not desired to be with um females intimately but they have came after me you know Mm sometimes in flesh form sometimes just in spirit form so I take a lot of authority in the spirit realm when it comes to those particular spirits because I know that they're aggressive and they don't play Mm -hmm. I love people I love people I will not treat a person any type of way you know Mm -hmm. because of their sexual orientation I will not treat them any different I grew up in a household that um where my family you know lived lesbian and homosexual lifestyle so Mm -hmm. this was a large part of how that spirit was introduced to me so I have no bias no preference no judgment you know because people quickly say you're judging but I separate the person from the spirit yes you know and um I just don't I don't I don't have a tolerance for it. (laughs) Yes, yes. I think your story stood out to me so much because when I was training and I'll, I trained at the Splunkna, um, the Splunkna Institute where they teach us energy psychology work. And part of that energy psychology work 
um, they shared with us about a particular entity, demon, whatever you want to call it, that will come into the room at night and attempt to the sexual perversion stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So when you were when you were sharing your story, you didn't realize I, I was actually going through some of this training and a lot of this stuff was like foreign to me. I didn't know that this stuff yeah. existed. And you were like, oh, wow, this is real. Someone is yeah. speaking about it and sharing it, you know? Um, so yeah, it is serious. One of the things that I feel yes. like has been a mandate for myself is just that in the coaching industry, I was exposed to a lot of new age beliefs and mm-hmm. new age practices, like people doing like visualizing visualizations, um, the third eye, the light, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to these groups that are called spiritual coaches yeah. and spiritual yeah. this. Yeah. And I was yeah. so naive because I'm like, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. I'm a Christian and I'm, I'm <laughs> spiritual, right? Yeah. Not yeah. knowing that the word spiritual could mean so many other things. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went into these arenas and I noticed that people are using tarot cards to mm. predict, you know, someone's business success. And I'm like, yeah. okay, this is interesting. How the tarot cards, the um, remote muscle testing, giving yes and no answers from like magnets and all these different things where yeah. it's like success and money. That has been yeah. my thing that I feel like has been <laughs> definitely a struggle because, and I shared this story a little while yeah. ago and I'm gonna say it again, darn it. <laughs> But I came out of um, what you would, what people would call the sex industry, but top, I would say sex entertainment, right? Yeah. So being a topless dancer, that is heavily, you're independent of God, making your own money and supplying your own needs and allowing, Mm -hmm. you know, having to please and perform for men so that they will, you know, give you, you get your supply and your money and all that good Mm -hmm. stuff. And you walk around in pride doing that, you know? So that was something that God had to deal with me about. And it affects every, it affected every area of my career, my calling, how I showed up, um, what I was going to do with my life, like just feeling lost and all over the place, you know? So I feel like with the mandate that I have now, because I have my own training institute now and I certify yeah. Christian coaches, it's almost like, oh, the spiritual attacks that have yeah. been on my mind. And I didn't think yeah. about it the way you said it. You had said the very mantle that you hold is the way that the attack was trying to come yeah. in. And I'm like, oh, yeah. me doing the mindset coaching, like I could not, it was like a whole week. Yeah. I could not focus. I kept forgetting things. I was down on myself. I felt like, a. am like, what? God, how is it that I'm the mindset coach, but I feel crazy. What's going on? <laughs> you know, yeah. and you, you just said it. Yeah. You really yeah. kind of clarified that for me that will attack. It will attack the very, the very thing yeah. that you're, you, that God is yeah. calling you to walk in. So I, yes. I just wanted to, I said the long drawn out story to bring make that connection. <laughs> <laughs> so that is what I have been dealing with last week. And I have a, a friend, she actually, I did a live stream inside my Facebook group and I was talking to the ladies in my Facebook group and I was like, ladies, the praying ladies, you know, definitely pray for me because, you know, I'm I'm going through this thing. I'm launching this certification program, but I'm being vulnerable that I need, you know, support and prayer because I'm going into places where 
I'm exposing some things, bringing light to things, bringing people closer to Jesus in their walk as they go into this coaching industry. And the lady that one of my friends, she and I call her my friend, but that's just because she's so super cool. I just met her like a month ago, (laughs) but she's so awesome. She actually watched my video and she was like, Justina, I felt the heaviness that was on you while you were speaking, while you were talking about that. She was like, next time you're going through that stuff, call me. We yeah. will pray together because sometimes yeah. we're going through things yeah. and we go through it by ourselves. Yeah. And and yeah. I'm like that. I will tend to isolate a bit with yeah. going through some things. Yeah. But when she said that, I was like, okay, Lord, I That's hear it. you. I'm going to reach he out to my sisters in Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's your sister. Yeah. And there yeah. are two, two now. She was like, girl, don't matter what time it is. She was like, I don't care if wow. I'm at work. I will pause what I'm doing. I will pray with you. And she just met me yesterday and wow. was telling me that because I was sharing my story yeah. on the interview. Yeah. And I'm like, I got two sisters in Christ. And now, Miss Zoe, a third <laughs> sister in Christ because you yes. understand yes. you know, what yes. that is like. I personally feel like the enemy likes to attack people's purpose and their yes. calling. That is the area yes. that I feel called to because that's what was happening to me. I was so in like grained in this, this industry and I couldn't see, I'm like, well, how am I going to take care of myself or how am I going to mm. be able to make the money? And it, I have to depend on me and I had to learn to trust yeah. God, allow yes. him to provide. Yes. There were, yeah. there were times I, we would get a letter in the mail saying a bill was paid and I'm like, wait a second, how did that? wait, the balance, your balance is zero. I'm like, okay, Lord, that's divine provision. Wow. Because he had to show me like, wow. you think you have, you're, you have to provide for yourself and go out there. And it was, for me, it was the biggest thing is independence. I yes. can be so yeah. independent. My, my parents, they're from the islands. They would say your own way, child. I was like, what? <laughs> child I'm like okay you're an own way it means you're independent you gotta do everything your own way that was my thing that really was and it has been a journey of depending on God and allowing him to show me divine favor yes yes right being open to that and receiving that and I honestly think that the world will call it manifesting yeah you manifest yeah. this and you manifest yeah. that and it's like and no, look it's mine it belongs to me I wrote this book back in 2016 I believe and that is when I was like shifting and learning yeah. about you know the new age and all this stuff so yeah. I'm like manifest we can still Christians can still use that word they don't get to own it but I I'm starting to see I'm like okay yeah. Lord, I may need to shift the name of my book some because I would rather call it his divine favor than Um, the manifesting right yeah the world can't use that well maybe they do use it in their own way but when we say it as Christians we know that whatever we're manifesting it is from God and he's the one that does it it's not something that we're doing in our own right. Granted, exactly. we are exactly. co-partnered with him. Yeah. And he does have some expectations from us yeah. as far as obedience and yeah. taking action and moving yeah. as he tells us to. But it's a co it's a co-partnership yeah. and he yeah. makes it happen. Yeah. But like on the other side of it, it was a lot of striving. Yeah. 
trying to make it happen yourself yeah. and what can I do now and all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's just too much, a lot more pressure that way. You know, this is, this is actually a topic that the Lord has set me down on. Um, and I'm actually about to do a blog series. Um, I've gotten mm. one out of the way, but this is, this is a part of what he told me. See, I don't, and I'm like you, like I would love a different terminology for it. But for me, um, when I speak on it, I say Mark eleven twenty four, like that's, that's my, you know, that's my favorite scripture to stand on because he's given you the authority to speak and believe in faith that you have what you say. And I think what I see a lot from this new age is they've taken what belongs to us biblically, our biblical authority, and they've taken it. And because they know it works because the power of Yahweh or I, yeah, I say Yahweh is Hebrew. That's I, that's why I've been just kind of saying Lord because I know it sounds strange for some people. So I say Lord. Not for me. I, say what okay. feels good okay. to you, girl. You. I got you. <laughs> okay, yes. so so the power of Yahweh is so supreme, and that's another reason why I call him by his name because it's like I feel like this mm-hmm. is a a new age where it's like you know I don't know what God you're referring to, but I'm talking about the Lord of the Hebrews. I'm talking and about we are not Bible. talking about the universe. That's exactly. another thing. Exactly. I'm talking about Yahweh, Abba. So I stand on Hebrews 11, 6. I stand on Hebrews 11, 1. I, st- I go back to the scripture. And one thing for me is, and I was just telling my praying wives group, I said, if it's not in scripture, I'm not standing on it. But if it's in scripture and I know that this is for me in scripture, just because the world is using it and not giving him his honor due, doesn't mean that they're going to rob me from it. And that's yes. one of the things that Yahweh, he was actually telling me, he said, um, my people are being basically stolen from still. Mm. The world is literally, and you see them, you see these people, they are getting everything that their heart desire because the word is his bond. It yes. works. It doesn't matter if you believe in him or not. It works. Exactly. It's but us as believers, because we're afraid of these new age terminologies and, and don't want to go down that road instead of getting in the scripture and saying, okay, how does this line up with scripture? Mm-hmm. We are not tapping into the fullness of that Zoe life that we're yeah. supposed to have. And he's not pleased with that because it mm-hmm. makes him look like a bad father. It makes him look like, okay, I can go over here and I can serve uh, uh, Ishtar and I can serve, you know, all these Egyptian goddesses and I can serve whoever I want to. And I can self, I can become a self-made millionaire and I can pull myself up by my own bootstraps and I can have everything I want. But if I'm a believer, then my daddy doesn't want me to have the best. Mm -hmm. So I just got to wait till I get to heaven. And mm-hmm. he said he's not pleased with that. No. He's not pleased. So he has me writing, and it's going to be one of those things. Um, so I've been studying. I've been studying the terms, the terminology. I've been studying. Um, I made a post about crystals not so long ago because mm-hmm. I got into the scriptures. I actually studied the breastplate of the priest and how the crystals were actually in the breastplate. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's so deep, and I'm just like, Lord we really got to go here but it's kind of one of those things where it's like for for example 
I grew up, I think a lot of the, the sexual ignorance that I experienced was because I wasn't taught. So I found out about sex through very unnatural ways. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the same way with the word because the word is so powerful. And because there are so many things in the word that we as believers shun over the world takes those same principles i know a person right now she's a she she claims to be an atheist but she's like she's like yeah i read the word she's like because it it has some good stuff in it and it works Mm. but she does not claim to believe in yahweh yeah she doesn't want a relationship with him and i'm in in I had the conversation, you know, with, and he just basically said to me, he said, I'm not pleased. My children are losing mm. what's for them. Yes. And the world is able to take basically everything and then go, nah, 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 nah. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of yes, like, I definitely lie, agree. You know, it's like I the lie with running you. around talking about, you know, y'all undistant, you know, who's this God? And you guys like, wait a minute you know mm-hmm. like he's supposed to be down here <laughs> you know so, yes yeah. no definitely a, a conversation <laughs> uh, yes and that's why I'm glad we are definitely having it I think yeah. it's so powerful to be had I wanted to yeah. ask you um you were saying that you were looking at the crystals and the, how they yes. were in the Bible. What, what was yeah. the, I guess, the thought process or the conclusion you were, you were coming to around the crystals? Well, two things that I saw. Mm-hmm. I saw that they were given to the priest um, and there were actually two crystals that the priests were actually supposed to wear in their pants or like near their, um, we would call them pants. But mm-hmm. when they were, basically asking or um I don't have it all together I'm still studying but basically the the idea was when they were asking the Lord for direction they would use those crystals Mm -hmm. so that was one aspect that I saw that I thought was quite interesting the second aspect was studying Lucifer before he fell who was made up of crystals Mm -hmm. and so I asked the father I say if these are so bad why did you use them? You know, why would you, Lord of all heaven and earth, give us these crystals? If why, why would you make your most precious? I mean, Lucifer was was beautiful, and he mm-hmm. was made of, of. And then the third thing, the third thing, was studying the New Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And the Bible states how the new Jerusalem will be made up of crystals. Mm. And so I said, okay, this is ours. This is ours. This belongs to us in some form or fashion. So I don't have 100% everything from it, but mm-hmm. because I, I'm a, my major was biology. So mm-hmm. I love to study the, the, I guess you could say how things work. And so what I, once I left the biblical aspect of it, I started looking at the actual scientific aspect of it. And so scientifically, certain crystals have certain um, healing mechanisms, kind of like healing, yeah, healing properties. And so it's kind of like, I look at it like this. In the westernized world, you have pills and shots. Mm-hmm. Biblically, 
you have music, you have the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, essential oils and essential oils, flowers and herbs. And herbs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of that. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking to study. And that's what I'm looking um, in this next uh, season to bring, you know, to my brothers and sisters to let them know, like, look, no, I'm not going to give credit to the enemy, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to tell you to pray to these crystals or to pray no. to these I'm not going to do that. But I do want you to understand what, you know, and it's, I, I heard this guy say, just because the enemy uses a particular thing for his kingdom doesn't mean that that thing is evil. Yep. Because at the end of the day, who is the creator of it? Mm-hmm. And when he created, he had a purpose for it. So that's, that's my line of questioning. Okay, Lord, you created this. What was the purpose when you created it? You know? Yes. I created an um a mini training called the top five fears around mind body and soul work because I felt like a lot of Christian women are afraid of mind body work right and it's the same thing around like the crystals and the essential oils and the flower essence and all that beautiful stuff and I honestly believe that it's hard it's always heart management Mm. once you see your if you see that you are going to this crystal and you're going to this essential oil and you're going to this flower essence and that is your go-to when it's above it becomes a thing that is being raised above god yeah you set it down yeah that the thing itself is Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. the thing that's bad right it's that we go to god first yep and then he tells us what we should use um there's another thing too when everyone wants to put everything in the category of witchcraft right <laughs> those yes. crystals that's witchcraft those essential oils that's witchcraft it's witchcraft 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 and I'm just like okay the beautiful thing that the I've learned from my wonderful mentors is that as Christians we can be operating in witchcraft through our jealousy through our rebellion to God when we know he's telling us to do something, we're just like, eh, not yep. doing that. Yep. That's witchcraft. And yep. then there are witchcraft practices as well. Yes. But there are certain scriptures and I don't know them off the top of my head. Yeah. And if you want to know the specific scriptures, whoever's listening, you can opt into my freebie because they're in there. So <laughs> the top five fears around mind, body and soul work. And um, there are scriptures where God told people to cast lots you know make meaning out of these things right and then you can have someone else in the bible do those things and it not be acceptable the difference in it is that god told them to yeah it was done under his authority right so i feel like there a lot of times we just want to take things and throw it over into one camp Instead of understanding that they're mm-hmm. it's to redeem some of the things that the world yeah. has taken and tried to claim as their own, mm-hmm. we would not look at sex and say mm-hmm. because there's pornos out there, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's you know these other things out there, mm-hmm. we're, we're not having no more sex now. <laughs> oh, because the enemy, you see that on the television, you see what right. those people did over there. Right. Nope, we can't have sex. Nope, it's evil, right. it's bad. Nobody ain't gonna right. say that. Because yeah. because they all because everybody wants some. That's why yeah. you ain't gonna say it. <laughs> but you but, know, oh no, I've, keep going. I've never thought about it like that, but that is 
I mean, that's like dead on point. Like that is so on point. And with the witchcraft, what I what I get agitated with, um, lots, and I try not to post when I'm agitated, you know, because I don't want to be super emotional. I just want to speak the word. Yes. But one thing I noticed because I will go and actually study these these things, you know. And when I studied witchcraft, what came in my study was pharmacia, which is the root word of pharmaceutical, which where you get our pharmaceutical companies, which are the medicines that we take. Mm. And I'm like, well, I'll be. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's interesting. Me. I've you heard know? that before. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. And my, one thing my sister pointed out to me, she says, why does the symbol for the medical have that like snake all <laughs> running around it? Like she, yeah. she pointed out, I'm like, girl, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not not trying to judge nothing, but I I see how you real, you know, observant girl. I see you. (laughs) And it's true. It's interesting how we like to just take everything and just, but because I think it's fear, we don't want to be out of the will of God. We want to be pleasing unto God. And I do feel like there's certain, there's certain groups of us Christian women who are called to go deeper and God is calling us yeah. to go deeper and look below yeah. the surface of these things yeah. because the world is shifting. People are becoming Absolutely. more spiritual yeah. without Jesus. Yeah. So if we don't get this, the wisdom, the yeah. knowledge and the understanding behind that, yeah. we're going to look, we try to keep just living off of our, our mom's religion or our grandma's religion. Yeah. And we're not really yeah. digging into the scripture and dividing yes. the word and picking up yeah. on these things then it's going to be archaic you know this whole this whole yeah. idea of religiosity versus yeah. that relationship with Jesus yeah. and that heart management piece yeah. mm-hmm. and you know what it really is a lot of people um and I think this is where I guess my heart is just is pulled a lot heavier with because I was there um at 15 because I grew up in church. I grew up in a Baptist church. And at 15, I asked my mom, I say, um, do I still have to go? And she was silent for a minute. And for whatever reason, she was like, no. And I remember at 15, I said, Lord, I believe you're real, but I believe it's more to you than this. Wow. And that was me at 15. And what I've seen and what I tell people and I tell believers, we have got to get out of ourselves and get in this word and start praying for wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him, who we are in him, because really people are looking for him. But because we keep boxing, you know, our father in this religious box, you know, we keep boxing him in these scriptures. And, you know, I, I tell a lot of, I'm not coming to you with scripture. Anything that I stand on, I can use a scripture to support it, but I'm going to stand on it because I've experienced it. Like practicality. You can't take him from me. You can, mm-hmm. and, I, and I don't even, I had to tell somebody last week on Facebook, I said, look, I've given my life to this. I have given my life. If if you were to point a gun to my head and ask me where I stood, game over. I don't have time to argue about this. 
I am for real about this life that I'm living. So I don't have time to argue and debate. I'm saying we as Christians or believers, we are so caught up in minoring in the little things that we are losing this generation and the generation behind them because they're really seeking him. They are, and I pray, I have so many atheists that literally, and I, for the life of me, like, Lord, they know what I believe in. Like, they know I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but they keep following me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, whatever. Cause I just want them to see him. Yes. And so I pray for them. I pray for them. They're on our prayer wall. I pray for them intentionally that they have the type of experience that just let them know that Yahweh is so much bigger than mm-hmm. what they've been taught as little kids, you know? Um, yes. And I, I remember I follow this guy, John Ramirez. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not, but Can he- Can you say his name again? John Ramirez. Oh, no, I don't think I've heard of him. Powerful. So mm-hmm. his testimony, basically, he was a high priest in the kingdom of darkness. Um, mm-hmm. He tells his story on how he used to go and pronounce curses over neighborhoods. And I mean, just powerful, powerful testimony. And he said, he said, while y'all was in Sunday school, as Christians, learning about Mary had a little lamb, I was nine years old being taught how to levitate and pronounce curses over neighborhoods. Mm, it's he real. said, y'all as Christians, he said, and the, one of the reasons he went after Christians was because they were so lukewarm and so weak. And that is the problem. People are looking for the God that parted the Red Sea. They're Amen. looking for the, the one that moved the mountains. They're looking for the one who, when, when Joshua told the sun to be still, it was still. They're looking for mm. the God that fed us in the wilderness with manna. You know what I'm saying? And we're yeah. not showing them him. Mm. So when you have these, you know, the, these false images of who he is come along and they show you a measure of his power mm. because you got to remember just like when Moses threw down his, his stick and it turned into a serpent, Pharaoh threw down his too and it turned into a serpent too. Right. So there's a measure that mm-hmm. they can tap into because the spirit realm is very active and very real. Mm-hmm. But the source is not Yahweh. Yes. But they don't know him because the church has done such a horrible re-representation of him they don't Mm -hmm. know what he looks like but they know it's something more and when they find the devil it's like oh this is it this makes me feel whole this brings me peace this brings me you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yes they're seduced away from the love and the relationship of our father because we we still arguing over whether women should be preachers or not Oh my gosh. Yes. Which is not even, it's not important in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> yes. Like, when souls are being lost to this stuff, right? I feel like we were destined to be on this call today, absolutely. especially when you said what you said about when you were 15, because I said oh, yeah. something almost to the exact phrase when I was about 17. I said, God, I do not want to step foot in another church. I said, this is not me saying I don't believe in you, but I'm not going back to church. And I was 17 because I had graduated from high school the summer before I left. And I don't think I went back to church until I was about 
22, 23, somewhere in my 20s when I went back to church. So that was a a minimum of five years of like just, wow. it was just like, "Mm -mm, I'm not doing it. And I did, I went on the path, got a little lost, all that kind of stuff. But thank you, Jesus, he he pulled me right back in. Mm-hmm. And because right it back. was through a very good Bible believing church that they literally read the Bible, like the, the service in the mornings when he preached, it was literally scripture bit by bit. He would read a little bit of scripture, give a little exp- explanation back to the scripture, a little explanation. There was no, yeah. this is a message. We're just going to no. it was very, it was what my spirit needed at that time. Yeah. Cause I couldn't stomach anymore. People speaking their opinions across the floor lying over you all <laughs> kinds of mess you know what I'm saying I couldn't stomach exactly. that anymore exactly but I I do believe we were des- definitely destined to um to have this conversation today and I do hope that we will continue to um just connect maybe yeah. find a way to collaborate in the future yeah. yeah um yes so we are coming to a close I don't want to but it's late it's, <laughs> you know it's late for us I would love yeah. it maybe we can chat again I'm always open to it yes um <clears throat> excuse me can you tell the people how they can find you I know you gave us the publishing site yes. but what about the the speaking and the um, yes. Oh no, before you do that, you have to answer a question I ask everybody. Okay. <laughs> so I asked you about the podcast and this is, a, yeah. this is kind of like a segue series I do. Okay. Um, and it is branded for his glory is the yes. title. When you yes. heard of that title, when you heard that, what, what came to your mind and what does, and then also you can tell me what you feel branded for his glory means to you. What came to mind when I when I saw it, I just felt like it was definitely something that I was like an instant connection. I was like, okay, yeah, because it's it's his, and that's what that's what I legitimately thought. Like, okay, this is all about him, you know. So no matter who is on this show, it's all going to point back to him. Like, no matter what gift is on this show, that gift is going to bring him glory, and so. For me, um, it is the essence of my life. Um, I go by Zoe, but Zoe is not my legal name. Um, Mm. My mama named me Donna. (laughs) My mama named me Donna, but I go by Zoe because Zoe is his brand. Zoe is his name. Zoe is his glory. Wow. And so when I saw the title and I looked at, you know, my own life, I gave literally the day I had my fire experience, I gave Donna up. That was September 2017. Donna has not existed since then. It's been Zoe. And Zoe, or as the Greek pronunciation would say, Zoe means life. And so I died. Donna Mm -hmm. died. And I was resurrected in his glory, for his glory, set apart to just give life, you know, Mm -hmm. to be a representation of John 10, 10, the life and the abundant life that he came to give us. So branded for his glory is like a step. <laughs> this is mine. Yes. So I, I, I love the, the title of the podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think, I think it's important for this podcast where we're talking to women with a purpose, a calling, 
a call to the marketplace. Like this okay. does not stop at just in your house. It mm-hmm. permeates your business, your life, yes. your marriage, like just yeah. all of that coming together. So I think that's so important. I hope it's encouraging to those that are listening. Cause I know sometimes that mixture of like faith and business can kind of be yeah. tricky for people. So the fact yeah. that you're able to like, just step into that, you know, I love that you, what you talked about as far as the, you know, your publishing business and you have yes. your speaking mantle and yes. you've, you've separated the two and you yes. were why I believe when you said you did that, I felt that, okay, you're wise to do that because when I speak, this is, this is who I'm, what I'm going to yes. do and what you're going to get. If you yes. want to hop over here, you're more than welcome to <laughs> and when I'm doing my publishing stuff. I know what the, what the mission yes. is. I know what the outcome yes. is, is to help you with yes. your books. And then the yes. fact that the books are still about, you know, yes. God, stories and purity and all people's stories and their testimonials is awesome that is one of our um our once a year anthology that we do it is very heavy about people's testimonies and we bring that together it's about women in business very similar to what we do on this I didn't even think about that I'm just putting that together Very similar to what we do on the podcast, but it's in book form where they get yes. to share their stories and how God has moved yeah. in their businesses and yes. how he's, he's just in it, yeah. you know? So I love that so much. Thank you for sharing what Welcome. Branded for His Glory meant to you when you saw it. Now tell the people <laughs> where they can <laughs> find you. <laughs> yeah, so you can, <clears throat> I'm sorry, you can find and connect with me all over um, social media platforms at Zoe D Speaks. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I, I actually have a, a, a website, Zoe D Speaks, but it's my blog. But if you go to witnesslegend.com slash Zoe D Speaks, it'll take you to all that anyway. All of my books are there. Um, there are a couple of snippets of, of my speaking engagements. Um, <clears throat> I also have a YouTube channel, Zoe D Speaks on YouTube. I have a song out currently working on more music so that's under zoe speaks as well so you sing too girl yeah i I try i love it i love it so um so it's zoe speaks all across a social media platform and then we have zoe life uh coaching consulting and publishing which is our publishing company which i actually tried to publish like another genre and like literally the book would not publish mm-hmm. I had our imprint name on it was just Zoe Life Publishing and it would not like I kept hitting submit and it would not publish and I was like wow. what is going on and so I had a talk with Jesus and he's like this this is not what this company is for and he would not let even though the ISBN is ours and technically is our book, he would not let Zoe Life Publishing go on that book because it did not bring him glory. So we are on a mandate, even in business, to bring glory, as you say, um, to, to, to him. You know, we talk about branding ourselves, but really we should be <laughs> ambassadors in branding his reflection and so um that's basically where you can find me um I'm generally on either one every day (laughs) this week I'm off so Mm -hmm. that's a good thing but I'm, I'm pretty much accessible on either of those platforms yes so thank you so much for sharing it was definitely a pleasure to have you and I'm sure you'll probably be back. Okay. Okay. Yes, I will. (laughs) 
yes, yes. Thank you. You're so welcome. Okay. 